This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Uh, we're joined on the line by Mercedes Stevenson, Global News' Ottawa Bureau Chief and host of the network's flagship national political affairs program, The West Block, because she's got a story where uh, our military personnel uh, may also be getting the short shrift when it comes to uh, how the hospitals treat them. And uh, this was done apparently unilaterally by the federal government. Mercedes, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. So uh, let's walk through this and unpack it exactly. What is in play here? So when you join the military, you no longer have provincial health care. So you and I have OHIP cards, but somebody who's serving at CFB Petawawa or CFB Toronto, uh, they would not have that kind of a card. It gets cut up and you become the responsibility of the federal government because you agreed to put your life on the line for the federal government. They say, don't worry, we'll take care of everything. You typically see military doctors, but the military is just not big enough for them to have all those specialties. So if you have something like surgery or an MRI or certain lab tests, obviously, they have to go to a civilian hospital. And what happens is the military then pays the hospital back to compensate for that. And typically, they pay an out-of-province rate, so the same as you or I would pay if we went to Quebec or Alberta, um, and you have to pay up front. What's changing is that the military announced this spring out of nowhere they were no longer going to pay the same amounts for those fees. And we've obtained documents that show some of the new fees and how drastic the cuts are. We're looking at about a 75% cut to what they're paying for ER services, uh, a 96% cut to what they pay for day surgery, and refusing to pay at all for CT scans or for MRIs. So for the hospitals, they're saying this is going to leave them in a significant shortfall. Uh, they're looking at about $10 million in Ontario overall and at least $2 million in Alberta. And of course, you can imagine it's worse in places where there are big bases. So the provinces are saying, hey, what's going on here? Why is the military suddenly cutting this? It's going to cost us money. This is the federal government's responsibility, not ours. I've talked to military health care sources who say, their budget has been ballooning. They've been under tremendous pressure to find places to save money. They believe in some cases the hospitals may be gouging them, and they think that they shouldn't have to pay out-of-province fees. But the real concern here is at the end of the day, while well, the provinces and the federal government fight, it's the soldiers who are now on the line. And what happens there? Will they be told, as they have been at one Ontario hospital, two sources telling Global News this, that MRI positions or MRI openings are now being refused? Will they be asked to pay up front? And it's just really frustrating for folks in uniform uh, who have signed up and are just trying to get their health care taken care of, that now they're at the centre of this dispute. Again, with Mercedes Stevenson, Global News' Ottawa bureau chief. So this is something where, I guess, the military personnel would feel betrayed by uh, the department and the government, where, uh, as I understand it, according to your report, some members could be denied health care services, or at least that's the apprehension. That's the apprehension, and that's what um, provincial governments have been telling us, that, that the risk is that either the hospitals will just start saying no because they don't want to uh, have a shortfall in funding. And for some hospitals, you're looking at a few million dollars, and that is substantial, and then they'll turn to the provinces, uh, or that they'll just say, look, you have to pay up front if you want in. And, and at one Ontario hospital, as I said, those two different sources, both a federal and a provincial source, uh, <laughs> one of the federal sources who's in the military, say that there have been uh, not people turned away when they showed up, 
but they're simply not taking more military slots because they're saying, look, no, you're not paying for it. Um, it's full. We're already over capacity. We can't handle you on top of that. And that means military members are having to drive to another hospital a couple of hours away to get service. So that's sort of the fear is that they could be asked to pay up front or that they're going to have to wait even longer or they're going to have to drive even further because the federal government is now looking at paying less and did not talk to the provinces, did not consult them, just announced this. They are now engaging with them, but only after they have received substantial uh, pushback from the provinces who are saying, look, you can't just change the way things have always worked. Yeah, that is perplexing to me, I guess, because, you know, uh, this is sacrosanct. You can't be abusing folks in uh, the military, and yet that the government would see and the department would see that this was the easy route out to impose this unilaterally without any consultation or communication is the most egregious aspect of this, isn't it? Well, and you kind of wonder why something that certainly was going to have an effect, that certainly was not going to make the hospitals or the provinces happy, uh, was not something that was discussed. Now, the, the argument that some in the military health care system make is that military members do pay provincial taxes. They're, they're the responsibility of the federal government, but they're paying provincial taxes. So they're saying, look, why are they paying an out-of-province rate if they live in the province and they pay provincial taxes? Which, fair point. But under the Canada Health Act, it is the military's responsibility to pay for this. And the province, they're saying, paying the provincial health care rate does not fully reflect the cost of treating these people. And on top of that, because they move between provinces, it's not always that clear cut. And uh, it just, you know, it gets into this nitty-gritty fight and again, at the end of it, the question is, but how is it affecting people who need that health care who are serving their country? I'm surprised this isn't a bigger cause celeb, I guess, because, you know, the commons isn't sitting or anything like that. You've discovered this element. Uh, it would be very embarrassing for a sitting government to uh, not have notified anybody of this development along billing, billing fees. I guess the minister, Christine Elliott, she's weighed in on this matter as well? She has, and she's actually uh, written the uh, Defence Minister, Harjit Sajjan, asking him what's going on. And we, we have obtained and read that letter. She says that she was shocked by what happened. She's obviously very upset about it. Um, she's demanding that this be on the next meeting at Provincial Health Ministers. They discuss it. She says she hasn't heard anything back from him at this point. Uh, now, we literally, I think, are breaking this story on your show. It's just coming out, so there hasn't been reaction to it yet. Um, but the military didn't deny to us that this had happened, and they didn't try to say that they had been in consultation. What they said is that they are committed going forward uh, to being in consultation with provincial, territorial governments uh, and civilian health care. But there's also a wider aspect to this that we're looking at in coming days, because if it's affecting hospitals and serving members, well, the federal government's also responsible for veterans' health care, mm -hmm. and they're also responsible uh, for paying doctors, not just hospitals, who see military patients. So there's potentially a much wider effect here. Yeah, it's either offloading or denial of services in any event. Uh, it's not a good development, certainly not for military personnel. And so, uh, but, you know, these are the kinds of things that didn't surface in the debate last night. I was just saying that off uh, the top that, you know, somewhere along the line, the big ticket items and issues that might really resonate uh, might have been missed in all of the uh, conversations. But, Mercedes, I appreciate your coming on and giving us uh, a broad overview of what's really taking place right now. And uh, you'll follow up on this story as will we. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Mercedes Stevenson, again, Global News Ottawa Bureau Chief and host of the network's flagship national political affairs program, The West Block. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.